we're so conditioned to think that I need the best camera. I need to get a photographer to do certain things. I need the best website. I need how much of our followers. And it's like, you don't need any of this. Take your, your iPhone, take whatever it is, take a couple of pictures, put it up there, make your own graphics, make your own website. There's so many things that you can do on your own and still build your brand. Um, This is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, and I'm Lucretia L.C. Thomas. Each week, I'm chatting with some incredible women across all industries and backgrounds who've agreed to tell the truth about what it really means to hustle. It's time for us to be honest, to let other women know that they aren't alone, to share our mountains and our valleys, to practice self-care, and celebrate our wins together. It's time to hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. This is the Girl Behind the Hustle, and I'm your host, Lucretia L.C. Thomas. Hey, girlfriends. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week to another episode of Girl Behind the Hustle podcast. Chill. Listen, I was out for the count for a good week and a half. And even though I had the content ready to go, I couldn't record the intro, the outro, nothing you know what they say when you do not take time to rest life will find a time for you to rest and that is exactly what happened and I am so big on self-care and you know finding time for yourself and I was not doing it I was just on go 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 mode let's wrap up everything before the end of the year let's get this done and I failed myself and my body was like nah we're good (laughs) you're going to sit down for a little while until you really take time for yourself. And so that's what I did for this past week and a half. I rested. I set my butt in the house and I made time for self and to do absolutely nothing. Um, Of course, there are some things I still had to do with working and um, running around a little bit with my daughter. But there were a couple of days where I literally I did nothing. Set in the house. And it was hard if you're anything like me and you're used to working, being on the go, hustling. Y'all know how hard it is. I put something up on my Insta story on my personal page like, you know what? I think I'm going to force myself to get outside. And my friend slid in my DM so fast. I was like, nah, <laughs> cancel that. We're not, you're not doing that today. So I took time. I took time to rest. I got a lot of great feedback on the solo episode from last week. So please let me know if you guys want more of those. Slide in my DM or shoot an email over. Have tons of those saved up from when I had my last podcast. So let me know if you guys want me to drop any more of those episodes. But this week, um, I'm excited to you guys to hear this episode. We put so much energy and time into building our businesses. But are they legally protected? Today, I am chatting with Ashley Williams, a New York licensed attorney for creatives and entrepreneurs. Ashley has changed the game with her ability to break down information and connect with her audience. She makes legal advice more accessible to the everyday creative entrepreneur. Her goal has always been to focus on building community around her business instead of the traditional exchanging of business cards, let's do lunch, blue suit way of networking. Listen in as we dive into why you need a lawyer on your team at the beginning stages of building a business or brand, why it's important to carve out your niche in any market, and why we're shifting to a mindset of celebrating small and large wins along the way. 
Hi, Ashley. How are you? Thanks so much for being on Girl Behind the Hustle today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited to speak to you and your listeners. Awesome. So tell us just a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your hustle. Okay, so my name's Ashley Williams. Um, I am a New York-based attorney, licensed and been practicing here in New York. Um, I run a business called Unorthodox Legal, which is just a boutique law firm for creatives and entrepreneurs. And I am just here to help creatives and entrepreneurs leverage their business and ensure that they're legally protected to the fullest. So that's uh, that's kind of who I am. <laughs> okay. And then you said you make you work mainly with creatives and entrepreneurs. What kind of lets you to you know carve out that niche? Um, because I realized that there was a hole in the market. There are a lot of individuals, including myself, who worked with corporations, who've worked with large businesses, but there wasn't, um, there weren't many individuals who are working with entrepreneurs and giving Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs the correct tools that they need for their business. As you know, once you're a billion dollar company, lawyers will be more than willing to help you. However, at your startup phase or at the phase of just bootstrapping all of it, you don't really have anyone to look to for information. You also don't have this information easily accessible. So like I said, I realized there was just a hole in the market. I realized that creatives, especially millennials, creatives and entrepreneurs were not receiving the information that they needed. So I decided to fill that gap. And that's kind of how I've segued into this field. And I love it, by the way. And what stage of business should people reach out to you? What um, What stage of their business should people begin reaching out to you? Should it be, you know, once they're established or when should they start contacting you? At any point. So I tell um, entrepreneurs and creatives, don't actually wait until you're established. Don't actually wait until there is an issue in your business to reach out to me. You can reach out to me at any stage of your business. And I prefer, honestly, to come on board at the drawings phase, like, you know, pen to paper, we're just coming up with an idea and we're trying to hash out all the details of our business. For the simple fact that there's many things that go into creating your business legally that you have to think about from the outset, your business formation, first and foremost, trademarks, copyrights, all of those protections, you want to get solidified before you start your business. So like I said, at the beginning of your business, you can reach out to me and it's never too late. There's always backtracking. Everything can be fixed. But I do tell a lot of uh, small business owners and creatives, the same way you're going to bring on a marketing team, you will bring on a legal team just to ensure that all your legalities are squared off from the outset. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what you offer is that, you know, when you're first starting out, your funds are low, you're trying to bring in clients. And it seems like, you know, legal help may not be something that may be a priority or just because of the financial part of it. Mm -hmm. You offer these templates and just various services so that it's still accessible to people who are just starting out. Of course. And I just feel like I never want for someone to not um, get certain services because of the financial aspect of it. So like I said, I offer templates, I do um, free, you know, lives on social media and so on I'll answer questions via DM I'll answer quick questions via email and I'll also when people do want extensive services I'll allow them to go on payment plans which a lot of my creatives and entrepreneur clients enjoy because you know as 
you're starting off your business, the funds might not always be there, but there are still some legal things that you need squared off, your contracts, your trademarks, and so on and so forth. So why not go into a payment plan? It's kind of like a Walmart layaway plan mm-hmm. for legal services. But... You know, however you need to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's needed. It's needed. And I just, like I said, I noticed that no one was actually out there offering those services and was offering such accessibility and for it to be boiled down to creatives and entrepreneurs. And just knowing how the the, the shift in the culture is, knowing how um, creatives and entrepreneurs are starting their businesses with limited funds I'm like I need to come in and be that source that can assist them so Mm -hmm. yeah and then um, I know you made the transition from corporate law to be an entrepreneur how was that transition for you and what led you to make that choice um the transition honestly was not as bad as I thought it would be at the beginning and then I hit a few speed bumps towards the um, around like the six month mark so it, it unlike other people sometimes they hit a speed bump at the beginning and things don't pick off quickly I was fortunate enough to still um, keep some of my clients from my corporate firm and transition them over to my firm however there was a time where it's like I had to reevaluate and say, okay, these clients are now not giving me the magnitude of work that I want them to give me. And that's where that six month like dry spell came where it's like, I wasn't getting any clients. Things mm-hmm. weren't going as well as I wanted them to go, but that's every business. So the transition was kind of like at a peak at the beginning, it slowed down a little bit and then it came back up to the point that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, and then the other question, oh yeah, so I decided that I wanted to make that transition, just realizing that I am giving a lot of time, a lot of knowledge, a lot of my skill set to major corporations who have attorneys who are working with them already. They know what to ask. They've been doing this for years, but I was looking back to my peers other entrepreneurs that I know, friends, family members, and so on, and they were not receiving those services. So I said to myself, I am going to now take that skill set that I've learned from the corporate firm, take all the ideals, take all the, you know, ways that they deal with their business, and I'm going to scale it back down and make it, um, make it accessible to the community that I am, that's near and dear to my heart, as me having multiple business owners as friends and families and so on. So that's kind of how I made the transition. Um, I also made the transition too, because as you know, sometimes when you're working for other people, you don't have the free range of doing things how you want to. And I just realized that the way of lawyering in the corporate world and in the corporate aspect that I was in wasn't exactly how I wanted to deal with clientele. As I said, the, the billing and so on, putting people on payment plans, making information a little bit more accessible, you know, even as far as working nights and weekends, all of that was like a no-no when I was working at the corporate firm. And there were certain things that I just could not do. I could not pick up the phone without charging a client and so on. And I said, I am going to reinvent the wheel and I'm going to change how things go in the legal world and I'm going to make it super accessible for my community. So I just made that transition and I kind of just built a firm on my morals and my values. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that's one thing you've definitely done with making it just accessible and understanding kind of like the needs of the, you know, the creative and the entrepreneur community. What um, challenges have you experienced with, you know, starting out? Maybe there's something that you've learned now that you wish you may have known or could have known at the beginning when you were starting out with this. Hmm. So some of the challenges I think was just building my clientele and also building, I I don't want to say clientele, building a community. So at the beginning, I didn't realize that the connections that I make would bring me above and beyond. Like, you know, those connections that I made were priceless. So at the beginning, I wish I had made more connections and held on to those connections and built a community of people. Because once I build a community, I build the trust in the individuals, then they will turn into clients after. I came from a corporate mindset. And at my firm, it was all about go out, pitch yourself to people, give your elevator pitch, get clients. It was not about building genuine relationships and building community and networking and staying in touch with people. And even if they don't turn into your client coming out on my own, I realized that that works for but so long because there are a lot of attorneys. There are a lot of people in every industry and you have to make a genuine connection with whoever you are trying to build as your client before you even ask them for a dollar or let them know what you do. You need to make that connection and have them believe in you, believe in your brand. And like I said, most importantly, believe in you before they will then convert into a client. So that's one thing that I think I would have done differently is my approach of networking would have not been so car salesman like it would have been more of a, hey, let's make this genuine connection. And let's see how not only I can help you, but you can help me and you know, just make a mutual agreement between people. And um, moving forward, that's kind of how I built my brand in the past year or so. And it has worked um, with the connections and connections have turned into clients for me. That's awesome. So you feel like you now approach kind of networking differently. So how have you, how's that played out for you or what does it look like in real life with the way that you're networking now and, you know, what tools or tips can you suggest to people to use compared to the way that you're doing it now? Um, my networking is a little bit different from everyone. I know a lot of people like to go to networking events and hand out business cards and tell them what they do. Like I said, I tell you what I do, but I also give you an insight onto other parts of my life. So, um, I've gotten, uh, you know, great connections from going to events and speaking about random things like music, you know, it's just finding a commonality between people that will bring you towards them. And that will also make a lasting impression of who you are, what you do. And, oh, wait, we both like, for example, Kanye West. And I remember we had like this long discussion about that. It's just a different way of networking because of the fact that everybody's going to places and handing out business cards. You're leaving with 50 business cards sometimes. You don't really know who is who. Uh, they told you they're a lawyer. They told you are an accountant. But there was nothing that stuck out to you about this conversation that you had with them. So I take a kind of different approach with networking. A lot of times I'll go to events 
I don't even hand out business cards. Sometimes I don't even talk about legal things. I talk about life. I talk about entrepreneurship. I talk about traveling. You know, there's just so many different ways that you can make connections. And a connection is not always turning into a client. A connection for me and networking for me is making actual, I don't want to say friends, but making actual lifelong individuals that you can lean on, you can call to for any advice and so on and so forth. So it's not always about chasing the money and chasing the next client for me. It's about making these connections and making sure that I have some sort of friendship with the individuals that I do when I network. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So much because we're not doing the whole, you know, business card and name on a sticker networking yeah. anymore that, that does not work at it, it, all. it doesn't work it doesn't work and I mean like I said coming from a corporate field that was my norm and especially with in the legal field it's really really funny I was at an event yesterday and they said to me oh do you go to legal events all the time and I'm like absolutely not because it's so <laughs> out it's so outdated it's like your typical 2001 hi my name is so so and so I work for this firm I do this that and the third and then nothing else I I went to this law school I have this big client it's just like how about we bring some personality into these networking events how about we make connections and that's why I'm just so big on connections like I tell people all the time I'm the girl from my business page that's sending yeses under your picture when it looks nice. I'm saying, girl, you look good. You know, making connections with Mm -hmm. people and still, you know, letting them know what you do, letting them know what your niche is, letting them know that you're a human being because they are going to choose you as a human, as a person who's always supporting them so that when they want legal assistance, they're going to remember that that girl who said yes under their picture they're gonna remember the person who's liking and reposting and commenting and just supporting their brand contrary to the lawyer who's just like book me here's how you get to me here's a you spend money and so on and so forth but there's no connection between them I as a consumer rather go to someone who I have a personal connection with and have them work for me and give them my money rather than someone who I think is only here for the money and is only trying to take uh, money from me and not actually trying to learn about me and my brand. Absolutely. And I can just tell you that I think that's a part of you. That's the part that's really winning because when I go to your page, I get the value, I get the personality, and I'm learning. You know what yes, I mean? Like, I'm learning all of the above. <laughs> and you are just so helpful with all the information that you give, which is the way you. that you break it down. You're welcome. You know, because I think a biggest misconception that people have is the difference between trademarks and copyright and do I need a trademark now? And the way mm-hmm. you have broken it down, I'm like, oh, I get it now. I understand it. You know, compared to going to someone else's page and just getting the legality of it. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that was just a major when I started um, my Instagram page. I said to myself, how am I going to do this differently from all of my colleagues, all of my peers? I noticed that there was a whole, there were a couple of, um, attorneys that were in my field but I just didn't feel like they were portraying the message in the in the way that I wanted to portray the message I also felt like they were hiding the ball a little bit and I just find that with creatives and with entrepreneurs especially creatives and entrepreneurs they are 
always nervous about speaking to an attorney because they never know what to expect. There's also this misconception that attorneys are going to just throw a bunch of information at you and you're just going to be confused. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to change that thought process. I'm not going to speak to anyone in any legal terminology whatsoever. I'm going to boil it down. I'm going to give you the nitty gritty. I'm going to also let you know how it can be applied to your business. So if you're, for example, an event planner, I'm going to tell you, Yes, you need a contract, but these are some of the things you need in your contract. Just to give people some background information. And if they want to come to me for more information, they do. If they want to take it and, you know, build on it on their own, they can do so also. But I'm just not hiding the ball. I'm trying to just make it accessible for everyone. Yes, I absolutely love that. What's been the biggest project or proudest moment that you've had thus far with being out on your own? My proudest moments, and this might sound cliche, but I think my proudest moments are just seeing the response that I get on social media um, from, like, clients, from individuals who, uh, who follow me, people who don't follow me. I think my social media responses and people sending me messages and people speaking to me in different places and saying that what you have taught me has been like life-changing what you've done for me has been life-changing so I think my social media presence kind of has been my biggest uh my biggest accomplishment I think it it sounds super cliche because I know everybody is like all about social media but it kind of brings me joy because I know that I set out to do something and I am actually accomplishing what I do, what I've wanted to do. And that's very difficult in this age of social media. It's very hard to build a community. And it just warms my heart when people come to me and say, I watch your page or I got some information from your page and it's helped me out this way. Or you cleared up some questions that I had from a post or so on and so forth. So I think watching that community grow and flourish over the year and change that I've had my social media platform. I think that has been my greatest accomplishment and it makes me happy. I love (laughs) that. And then for just moments like that and any other wins that you have, how do you celebrate things like that? How do you celebrate your wins? I go get a drink. (laughs) Yes, girl. (laughs) I go get a drink. I, or I just, I try to take a lot of me time. Um, I put, things here and there on my social media but for for my followers they do know that I I like to go out I'll you'll see me at brunch sometimes you'll see me travel to carnivals and so on and so forth but that is kind of how I celebrate my wins so anytime I realize that I'm hitting milestones whether it's I made my monthly goal or whether it's I got a trademark for a client I'm going to celebrate and celebration doesn't always mean me going to party celebration could mean I'm taking Friday off mm-hmm. so but it, it's just I always make sure that I am celebrating me because it's not easy. What I'm doing is it's not a walk in the park. I've hit a lot of bumps. I've hit a, you know, there's been times where I've not made my goals and I got to think about how the bills are going to be paid and so on. So I just make sure that my celebration comes in a varied amount of ways, but I just make sure that I celebrate and I'm happy at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. That's what's important because I feel like we get into this kind of mode where we just go, 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 and we're hitting our goals and accomplishments and we don't pause to yeah. kind of celebrate them. We just move to the next. No, no. And that's super unhealthy. And it's just like in the back of my head, it's like I hit this goal 
that I didn't think was attainable before, I need to give myself a pat on the back. I need to, you know, have a pep talk and say, you're killing it. Because guess what? Then that that you're killing it attitude is going to then boil over into the next goal that I want to hit. And I'm going to say, I had a great time celebrating. I did it. I met it. I had a great time celebrating this. And now I'm going to bring that celebration energy and that high energy into my next goal and kill that too. So you always got to step back and just tell yourself, like, listen, you're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those daily kind of self-pep talks are absolutely needed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do that to myself all the time. Like I used to, um, even throughout law school and stuff, I would write like little notes to myself. Like sometimes I would say, oh, you're going to hit this by this day. And I hit it and it's just like, oh yeah, I wrote the note to myself. I told myself it's going to happen and it's happened. So I'm going to go celebrate. Love that. And what don't we see behind it all? What don't we see behind your hustle? My 2 a.m. and my 3 a.m. working. So it's throughout the days because I am an entrepreneur, a lot of my days are spent doing other things other than substantial work. So a lot of times I'll be answering emails all day. I'll be on phone calls. I'll do some networking events. Like yesterday I did an event, a speaking engagement. A lot of the daytime is spent brand building, which is so crazy because I never expected as a lawyer, I would be also like my PR person and my brand builder. (laughs) But I spent a lot of my days doing that, making connections, following up with people, ensuring that I'm answering DMs, emails, comments, all of that. Then comes 11 p.m., 12 a.m., and here I am saying, okay, now I'm going to review the contract. (laughs) Now I'm going to file the trademark. Now I am going to try to answer a couple of emails that I did it and schedule them to send out at nine o'clock in the morning. Girl, boomerang so, is a lifesaver. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I saved my life. <laughs> now I'm going to actually update invoices and send them out at nine o'clock in the morning. So a lot of people don't notice. And I, you know, you don't post things like that because also who's up at one o'clock in the morning, but me. Uh but 1 a.m., 2 a.m., that's when I'm doing work. And also, um, my computer is literally attached to my hip. So people also don't see I'll be places, events, the movies, wherever, and I'll get an email. And I'm like, I got to answer this. So here goes my computer in the movies. And I'm like in the hallway of the movie theater answering emails. Or I'm finishing something really quickly because someone says they need it done. So those little (laughs) crazy parts of entrepreneur life, people don't realize. Like I'll go on vacation and the entire plane ride will be all work. And then I'll get off the plane and I'll go to the beach and I'll have my computer next to me. Like it's like kind of nonstop sometimes but that's a hustle the hustle the hustle I call it I call it my 2 a.m hustle like yeah I'll 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 answer like some of my clients um who has been on board for a while I'll send them I'll send them the 2 a.m emails and they're like why were you up but I'm like because that's (laughs) when your work got completed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like the mid the midnight I bring the midnight oil a lot Yes, way more, always. <laughs> way more than I did when I was ever in school. I never did all-nighters until I became an entrepreneur. And it's like, oh, you have five contracts to review at 3 a.m.? Okay, cool. I'll do it. Yeah, it definitely becomes the norm. Yeah, it's the norm. 
And I know you have like a really great offering right now for people to work with you, even if they aren't local. Can you tell the listeners just a little bit about your legal hour that you're starting? Yeah. So, um, Correct. I do work with clients all over. So even non-local individuals, if you want contracts, I do contracts um, all across the U.S. I also do uh, trademarks and copyrights because they are federal and contracts are pretty much federal also. I do that all across the U.S., um, so yes, even if you're not local, you can work with me in those aspects. Business formation, I only do here in New York. Um, but it's called Legal Hour with an Orthodox Legal. So there's a lot of times that individuals have quick questions, individuals are implementing something in their business, and they just want to run it by a lawyer. Now, I am offering um, a subscription plan for an hour for $100 where individuals creatives, entrepreneurs, small businesses can contact me for the month for one hour. You can break it up in how much ever intervals. You can break it up in five minute intervals, 10 minute intervals, whatever you want. And they can ask those questions. You can get your questions answered via email. You can get your your questions answered via phone. If you want me to jump on a quick call, we can do that as well. There's many different ways I can answer the, the questions to me, a text message, but sometimes you don't want to always have to go ahead and book a full hour consultation every single time you need a question answered or a half an hour consultation every single time you need a question answered. So I'm offering that to um, my current clients as well as any other newer clients that want to come onto the program. I'm not exactly sure how many individuals I'm going to bring on yet, um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I know a lot of people have express their interest and so on in there but it's going to be really good and it's just like having a lawyer in your back pocket I know a lot of times people say they don't have the funds to have a lawyer on retainer but for a hundred dollars just for me to answer a question to you know tell you yes no guide you in the right path explain the difference between trademarks and copyrights really quickly to you I think that is a great um deal so yeah that's kind of and it's for everybody anyone in the U.S. I don't do international. I'm sorry because I'm a U.S. attorney. But anyone in the United States um, can take, you know, part in that program. Oh, yeah, that's an amazing deal. Just to be able to ask you a couple of quick questions whenever it's needed or, you know, sometimes you just have, you know, a, a thought on something and you just need to run it by a lawyer. So I of love course, that. That's of amazing. Course. That's going to do awesome. Yeah, thank you. And I know a lot of um, and I tell the clients that I work with. We don't think of lawyers as someone who needs to be there throughout every step, but a lot of times there are legal aspects involved in every decision you make in your business. So it's great to have someone just there that you can call, you can contact and say, hey, I am going to roll out X. I'm going to create this new shoe. I am going to update my contract, whatever it is, send it to me through this legal hour program and I'll answer you I'll tell you yes no what my thoughts are and so on and it'll give you a peace of mind that you've now run this idea by a lawyer you got it approved the lawyer tells you yes or no and then you move forward from there now this part of the show we're going to get into the real deal moment so yeah. it just takes a deeper look at the girl behind the hustle what do you listen to to kind of kick off your morning jumpstart your day or before going into a meeting before a meeting, I literally listened to his college dropout. I listened to Kanye West from like back in the day. Um, all any one of his older albums, college dropout, eight hundred eight heartbreaks. I will bump a Kanye West album in a heartbeat. 
even though he's he's not my favorite person uh politically but i cannot take it away from him that his music is kind of timeless he's like the michael jackson in my eyes <laughs> he's like mj to me so yeah i yeah, yeah i love Kanye too <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, love his... Kanye, so I, I absolutely get it. So what's hmm. a quote or verse or a mantra that keeps you encouraged? There's one by Benjamin Franklin. It's uh, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And uh, I just feel like it always pushes me, especially as an entrepreneur, especially on my own, to always go out and obtain more knowledge and invest in my business and then bring that knowledge back to my clients, to my followers and so on. So yeah, that, that, that just, it encourages me just to do more. I know as entrepreneurs, sometimes we kind of get to a sweet spot and I never want to get to that sweet spot. So I'm always looking for more information. I'm looking to gain some more knowledge and then I'm looking to share that knowledge with my community, with my, my uh, connections that I've built. So. What's your go-to app for managing your life or work? Calendar app you can live on Apple is my life because it literally dictates everything in my life. I schedule everything from nail appointments to hair appointments to go to the movies to go to brunch to hang out with my friends. I literally use the calendar app like it's gold. I don't say yes to anything before checking my calendar. So that has made my business super seamless because everything is synced on every single device that I have. And once people book me, once I schedule a call with someone, it's just like one big mosh posh of everything that's happening in my life on that one app. I, I literally, I don't know what I would do if my, my computer and my phone and my iPad and everything wasn't synced. I wouldn't know myself. It's and what book would you say that every girl behind the hustle must read? I saw a couple people and I was like, what book do you read? I was like, okay, let me, let me see if I can read some of these entrepreneurial books. And some of them, honestly, they were not as great. Uh, some of them I didn't even finish because I was just like, this is not to me. But Girl Boss, it, it just spoke to me. It just showed me that you don't have to have all of the right framework and the right tools to get your business started just start. She was working at like a front desk of a hotel or something like that. And she started on eBay. Now, contrary to what everybody thought about eBay at that time, they thought, oh, she can't, um, she can't make all of that money on eBay. Her business would never grow to the point where it was or whatever. She was like, forget y'all. I'm going to sit in my house. I'm going to use the tools that I have. I'm going to create this ginormous clothing company off of eBay. I'm going to go into the thrift shops and search and try to make lemons. I mean, lemonade out of lemons. Like she basically used whatever she had and figured it out. And I remember um, a certain part of the book, she was like, oh, you know, she's so broke, blah, blah, blah. But she went out and basically got a camera and then got like her friend to come over. And that was her first uh, photo shoot. She shot things in her bedroom. Like she hung up like this little sheet and that was where she shot all of her, all of her images. And it's like, she used what she had and the 
what she had there didn't go over a board and beyond she's what she had there and made it work and that was just such a uh, inspiration to me because I'm like we are so um we are so conditioned to think that I need the best camera I need to get a photographer to do certain things I need the best website I need how much of our followers and it's like you don't need any of this take your your iPhone take whatever it is take a couple of pictures put it up there make your own graphics make your own website there's so many things that you can do on your own and still build your brand um that's the tone and it gives you some confidence that i mean granted everybody's journey is not going to be as similar to hers but it just shows that with perseverance things are going to be crazy at the beginning you're going to be high and dry you're going to be you know exhausting all your funds you're going to be using things and trying to create things out of you know, aspects that you didn't think you can create from. However, once you stay persistent, it will get done. And one truth Ashley about the hustle Williams. Is... And one truth about the hustle is it's hard. <laughs> the hustle is hard. Uh, like I said before, it's just, it's nonstop. There's never a turning off. You have to set your me time you have to make sure that you stay sane but the hustle is not easy at all entrepreneurship is not for everyone you have to be passionate about it because if you're not passionate there will be some sometimes that you just want to give up but don't give up thank you so much ashley for being on the show today please let my listeners know how they can connect with you spelled the same way it sounds um my website is unorthodoxlegal.com and if you ever would like to contact me via email you can email me at ashley at ashleywilliamslaw.com um yeah so if anybody ever wants to reach out and i answer i tell people all the time quick questions via dms i answer comments and so on and so forth so if you ever want to slide in my dms i will answer you (laughs) I will. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so Thanks so much for listening today. Please rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with Girl Behind the Hustle on Instagram or Facebook at Girl Behind the Hustle or by email at heygirl at girlbehindthehustle.com. You can connect with the community on our website at girlbehindthehustle.com. Until next week, hustle and grace.